I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sit, boo-boo, sit, boo-boo, sit. Girl, I do some bad hat, Andrew. It's a good show. Not a doctor. Bye, have a good one. From your life. Hello and welcome to Hunting Seasons, the podcast that dares to binge watch, deep dive and break down a season of television each and every episode. I'm Broderick Gordis. I'm Damask Leary. And today we'll be discussing Killing Eve Season 2. Damask Leary, how you doing? Look, I'm quite well. I've got a bit of a croaky voice. I can hear that. Yeah, is it sensual? Mm, so sensual. <laughs> I can see the way you're looking mm, at me. Um, but other than that, I am just fine. How are you, Broderick? I'm good. You Have you finished placement now with your I have. Kitchens? I finished uh, at the end of last week. How was all that? It was good. As um, So another girl I was doing it with would drive me to and from each day. As we drove away, I just started crying. <laughs> I was so exhausted, yeah. just like physically and emotionally. I was just like, I'd, I'd had enough. I need to get out of there. It was really good, but I, yeah, I was just oh, overwhelmed. Have you still all. got uni to finish off now? Um, so this week was my final week, and then I've got a few weeks off, and then I'm okay, back nice. in August. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Or the end of July. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. End of July. Okay, yeah. radio. Um, so you still want to be a teacher? I do. Good. Yes. Yes. Good. That's yes. good. If you got through it and you still want to be a teacher, I think it went pretty well then. Yeah. No, the actual like teaching stuff I really enjoyed. It was it was fantastic. I think like when you're an actual teacher and you've got some power in that position, I think sure. it's quite a different experience than um, going along a, on, a, on the roller coaster. Gotcha. Placement. Yeah. Right. But no, the actual teaching I really, really enjoyed. Mm. Very good. Excellent mm. to hear. Um, I'm excited for you to be a teacher, to be honest. Thank you. That'll be cool. Give uh, me your children. I've been good. Uh, last week was E3 week, massive video game nerds mm. understand that that is video game Christmas. Did you end the week in tears as well? Just through pure exhaustion? I was definitely tired because mm. most of these press conferences happen like 2am here or 6am sometimes and like... Being Australian sucks yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah, so there's a few of them I had to like, just like, I imagine it's what people do with like the soccer and stuff, the internet, mm. the FIFA Women's World Cup's on at the moment. And some people, I'm sure, try and watch it live and others are like, don't spoil me and I'll watch it tomorrow when I've had a chance to like stay off social media and stuff like that. So, I did a bit of that as well. Mm. But definitely stay up for Nintendo's press conference, 2am. It was great. It was worth it. Were you rock hard? Man, there were some your big reveals yeah. in there. Did you ever play Banjo-Kazooie? Do you know about um, N64? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Yeah. The little jigsaw pieces. Yeah. Yeah, totally. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're in a, anyway. I wasn't very good. I, my brothers would play it all the time. There yeah. was a banjo announcement that made me very excited. Oh, it was that's cool. cool. It was cool. It was cool. I uh, really enjoyed the name of the sequel. Banjo Tooie. Yeah, that, yeah. that really tickled me pink. Yeah, I tried to play that game. Did not work. This is not a video game podcast. <laughs> if you want to listen to video game stuff, go listen to Dialogue Options at dialogueoptions.com. Joel and Karen will sort you out. In the meantime, we have TV to talk about. Mm. So let's get to our spoiler-free review of Killing Eve Season 2. Let me clue you in. Season in review. Killing Eve returns 
30 seconds after its shocking season one cliffhanger, but things aren't the same as they used to be. While most of the core cast, including Sandra Oh as MI5 officer Eve Palastri and Jodie Comer's psychopathic killer Villanelle, have survived the year-long break, previous season head writer Phoebe Waller-Bridge is MIA, replaced by new showrunner Emerald Fennell. The otherwise- Such an English name. <laughs> Straight out of a Harry Potter book. Good the- lord. <laughs> the otherwise seemingly omnipresent Kirby Howell Baptiste has gone AWOL, leaving a bit of room for newcomers Nina Susanya, Edward Blumel, Henry Lloyd Hughes, Adrian Scarborough and Emma Pearson as the perky school teacher Gemma. Season 2 consists of 8 episodes, each coming in at around 41 minutes and took as a approximately five hours and 30 minutes to watch, merely hours after season two's first episode went to air, BBC America renewed Killing Eve for a third season. God bless you. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, just remind ourselves and the listeners what we thought of season one. Damascus, what do you think of season one of Killing Eve? Well, I came right off finishing watching Fleabag, which I loved. Which loved. I've since watched. Still love. Yeah. Amazing. I haven't watched season two yet. We'll talk about that one. Oh, hurry up. Please. Wow. That was very aggressive. Do it. Do it, (laughs) Damascus. All right, Villanelle. Calm down. Um, So, I was like, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is my jam. Then this show, I watched it. Bloody loved it. Bloody loved it. Um, Oh, it's so good. So darkly funny and so beautifully put together. The performances were incredible. I was a huge, huge fan and like – from the end of that season to me watching it this week, I have nonstop been recommending this show to people. Excellent. Love it. What uh, about you, It's bro? nice to be easy to get access to as well. In Australia, it's on ABC iView. It's a free, free. streaming thing. Um, I think overseas, BBC America. I don't know how easy that is. And obviously, BBC in the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked season one a lot as well. I didn't like it quite as much as you. Loser. Um, you gave it a 4.5. I gave it a 4. Mm. Um, I was a little... Not turned off, but I didn't get quite as emotionally invested in the story maybe as you did. Mm-hmm. I was maybe a little slow on the uptake with what the show was uh, doing, perhaps. Um, it didn't really hit me till the end of that season. What was kind of going on? They want to uh, finger each other real bad. Spoilers, Damas. <laughs> this is a spoiler-free part. I meant in a lineup, bro. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm. that's that's how this works. She's an investigator. Feels <laughs> good. Thank you. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, and I think you said something about some plot holes as well, but there were certainly a couple of little like plot things or story things that like mm. we were scratching our head about, but that bothered you a lot less than it yeah. bothered me. And this season, I've thrown that all the way out. Don't care. <laughs> Probably for the best. I, 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 it's not what it's about. Sure. There we go. Uh, so, with all that in mind, mm. Damas, can you please give us your spoiler-free review of Killing Eve season two? You got it, buddy. Yeah. You want to know what it's like to be addicted to someone? You want to be entirely wrapped up inside someone else's narcissism cocoon? Nothing surrounding you but thoughts of how great, perfect, funny, smart, whimsical, profound and entirely unparalleled they are? Do you want to be obsessed? Are you talking about me? No, bro. (laughs) Shut up. I've got a very clear image in my mind and I just want to stay in that place. (laughs) If you said yes to any of that, welcome to Killing Eve. This show once again takes us down the rabbit hole of obsession as Eve continues to fall further into delusional desire. She sets fire to her own world and I can't help but nod and say, oh, me too, girl. 
give me some matches. This season we fall further in love and hate with both of our leads as they play with one another. Their relationship is a type of circulating dissonance that fills your veins with unease. The teasing of this relationship will make your skin crawl with an overwhelming itch. And every time you scratch, oh God, nothing could feel better. Back and forth this season plays with you. Do you want this relationship? You can't. But you do. But you can't. And yet, it's all you want. Both Jodie Comer and Sandra O oh come back with another season of profoundly moving and amusing performances. The entire show hinges on your belief that Villanelle is intoxicating and Eve is intoxicated. And they both play their role with nuance and charm. The writing is great, although nothing can truly match the magic of Phoebe Waller-Bridge. That's not to say this season's writers don't do a wonderful job. They absolutely do. But she is, without a doubt, the motherfucking best. I enjoyed this season very, 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 very much. It's a great addition to the first. I fucking loved it. (laughs) What about you, bro? What do you think? (laughs) I don't think it's possible for me to enjoy... (laughs) Season two as much as you did. Uh, I'm actually just a little uncomfortable now, if I'm being honest. It's very warm in here, Damask. Uh, Do you like the candlelight that I've set up for you? Yeah, yeah. Well, my goodness. Mm, All right. The violinist in the corner. <laughs> um, killing E <laughs> is still Tone change. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But I did not find season two to be nearly as fresh, fun, or exciting as the first. Mm. We often talk about how telling season season twos are. It's where you find out if there is more, more there, or more there, there. Is maybe a better way of putting it. Was this just a good one season concept, or is there really a story worth continuing with more seasons? Was the first season a fluke? Can the show survive losing the advantage of being surprising, fresh, and new? Firstly, it's pretty obvious to me that the writing has taken a bit of a step backwards this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not terrible, but it's often surprisingly plain or bland. We talked about, I was listening back to our review, and we, including and myself, I'm really putting back on this, because I'm trying to remember a year ago. I haven't had a chance to rewatch it. I would have loved to. Mm. The best recap I got was you doing your recap um, on the episode. Um, and I couldn't stop saying in that how much I loved the dialogue, how I thought it was so mm-hmm. well written and sharp and it wasn't quippy, but it was just really like, um, relatable observational sort of humor stuff. It's mm-hmm. amazing how plain the MI5 stuff was with, I really liked what, what Eve Pul- Pul- Pulaski, Polanski, Pulastri. Pulastri, thank you. I loved her character and just sort of the way she mused on the world around her and mm. like the banality of her job. And I just did not find myself feeling that the dialogue was nearly as memorable or quotable mm. this season. Mm-hmm. The character of Carolyn in particular, who I loved in the first season, played by Fiona Shaw, is reduced to way more of a caricature, I thought, this season. She is strange, a side machine rather than a character, which really disappointed me. She, they kept doing this thing where she said, like, they'd be in a scenario and she'd comment on it with something odd. And I was like... That was not insightful. It was just sort of a quirky thing to say. And it really frustrated me. There's one point where they're sitting down for breakfast and he's like, oh, I hate breakfast. So many eggs. Who decided? I was like, 
that that's not a line that would have come out of season one. It, I found it really disappointing. Anyway, luckily performances mm. from our main cast, especially O and Coma, are still top notch, and they make the most of what is on the page. However, the focus of this season and how the characters of Eve and Villanelle interact this season, I can't be more specific due to spoilers, is often lacking the sexy, exciting energy of season one. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. that was an impossible bar, uh, bar to clear again, but I was not feeling the adrenaline like I did last year. Unfortunately, with the writing taking a hit, the rest of the show is asked to pick up the slack and isn't quite there. I still like the score by band Unloved, but it's starting to get a bit repetitive and overused. Likewise, the visuals aren't doing a lot of note either. Considering the incredible locations the plot often takes us, the show doesn't seem to do a whole lot with the available scenery, making magnificent cities like Rome feel really small. This is a far from bad show. It's very much a very good show. It's just not sure it's a. Gr- I'm just not sure it's a great show. Aside from a few impactful moments, I'm kept at arm's length, unable to connect with the characters or the story on more than a surface level. Season one created a fun world of spies and assassins, but season two has failed to take that ball and run with it. Hard disagree. Yeah, I know. I'm mm. actually really excited about that. Um, like I didn't. I didn't. I'm not really down the show, but I definitely was left feeling like this was the infer- an inferior season to season one. Yeah, I think like I certainly don't think it was as good as season one. Mm. Um, but yes, I think while I understand your excitement of the world of spies and stuff <laughs> dissipated, it, it more that it was there was something exciting and tense about it. Not necessarily mm. the larger world. We actually hadn't talked about that in last year's review. Mm. It's like we didn't want the show to get bigger necessarily. Mm. We wanted to stay focused. It was really about like five or six people probably mm-hmm. at most. And I wanted and I, I want that focus, but there was there was something that was you were saying in your review, it's all about the I want to but I can't. But mm-hmm. I want to but I can't. Mm-hmm. The funny thing was, I thought they kind of just were, right? And I didn't feel like it was nearly as tantalizing. Of this season. Yeah. Mm. And like it lost that like Yeah. That ed- that it's lost the edge. Mm. I in think that sense like for me. because I think the first season for me, it was kind of like, oh, I know the thing's bad. Little taste here. No, no, I don't want it. It's bad. Mm. No, no, I don't want it. And now this season is Eve just like falling into addiction. Mm. Like before she was kind of playing with the idea. She knows she likes it, but she knows it's bad. And now she's just like, oh, I'm going to shoot up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like I'm in this and the world is going to fall apart. That's what this season was for me. Yeah. I can see that. I guess I just didn't find it nearly as exciting or exhilarating or any of the things that, that, the, I was on, like, not edge of my seat necessarily, but I was really pulled along through season one. Mm. And I really wasn't as much this season. And there's a, there's a few different reasons to it for it, but we can't talk about that talking about spoilers. Yeah, no, I, yeah I, I agree, but I think that's just simply where the story is at now. Possibly. Mm. It's funny because we also talked about last season where we thought the story might have gone. Mm. And it wasn't necessarily about expectations. I didn't really come into this season thinking too much about it because mm. it had been a long time. Mm-hmm. But it definitely didn't go where I thought it was going to go. Right. And um, I don't know. Yeah, we need to talk about this in spoilers, okay. I think. But but yeah, it was a step down for me. So, what's your score uh, for this season? Demise? I am. So, last season was 4.5. 4.5 last season. Um, thank you for telling me. Uh, this season will be a four for me. Yeah, I'm going to take a half star down as well. I'm mm-hmm. going to go say a 3.5. Again, it's not a bad show. 
but it was noticeably a step down for me. Mm-hmm. So I had to give it that. But like we talk about our ranking sometimes, if three stars is decent and fours is excellent, I can't say it's quite excellent, but it's not. It's better than decent. Like it's mm. a good show. Yeah, you I know, mean, I great, it's great show. But yeah. It's a good show. It's a great show. Uh, before we dive into spoilers, we'd like to remind everyone that if you enjoy what we do here, we'd really appreciate you sharing the podcast with others who you think might also enjoy listening. We also appreciate your positive reviews on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you prefer. But right now, let's talk spoilers. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're now entering the Spoiler Zone. Spoiler warning. On this episode, we will be discussing everything that happens in Season 1 and 2 of Killing Eve. Before listening any further, we recommend watching all of Killing Eve up to this point. If you have not done so, proceed with caution. There are spoilers ahead. You have been warned. Deep dive. It's cool to know other people think about this stuff too. All right, cutie. You got some feelings. I can see it in your eyes. It's a lack of feelings. It's a lack <laughs> Tell of... Tell me about them. I... Express yourself. Okay, I honestly think that part of what made the first season so interesting, mm. right, was that this cat and mouse game that was going on, mm-hmm. it was incredible how much sexual tension there was between Eve and Villanelle when they barely shared any time together. Mm-hmm. And any time they did share time together was really exciting and mm. tense. Every single moment of it, right? I thought I was going to piss and come at the same time. It was so exciting. <laughs> Broad's face is so upset with me. Go on. This has been a challenging episode <laughs> already. Um, yeah, and so what's interesting about this season is that somewhere in the middle, all of a sudden, Villanelle's just there all the time. Mm. And I mm, think mm, it kind mm. of ruins the, just the the... The intensity and the excitement, the danger of it goes away real quick when that happens. Mm. When they like, they're just sort of working together now. And like, it just, you were saying that you had to like just forget the plot and stuff like that because I'm just sitting here frustrated. I don't underst- I do not understand anymore. I have no idea what, and maybe you can fill me on this, mm. what 
is Carolyn doing? What is the what? Is, what are we doing here now? Like some days it seems like we're going after this ghost assassin. Sometimes mm-hmm. we seem to be going after Aaron Platt or Pratt, or whatever his name is. Mm. And then in the midst of it, we are we do care about Villanelle. We don't care about Villanelle. Or oh, Villanelle can help us. We'll put a hit on Eve. Now she's working for us. Um, I don't know. It's just it's really messy, and I don't think it's focused or good storytelling at all. I think the writing isn't wasn't just for me. The dialogue. I didn't think the show really knew where it was going or what it was doing anymore. Mm, I, yeah, I, I, I wonder whether mm. just season one had a really perfect p- point to go from zero to ten, mm. and then once they got to ten, they're like, "Well, can we go to twenty, or do we have to stick around ten, or do we sort of mix?" Like I, they just didn't really know where to be. And mm-hmm. I just felt very. I felt it was very sloppily written and told. I was just very confused about the whole thing. Go on. Mm. Um, so, I think, like, I agree that the main through line, I guess, of, like, the capital P plot, I guess, yep. um, is quite scattered. So, we go from that one storyline of ghosts. So, we get um, Villanelle jealous and that's a catalyst there. Then they're after... Villanelle, and then they're going to use her to then get this other bigger guy. Um, so yeah, that's like that's unfocused to me, mm-hmm. and, and I I don't I don't disagree with you there at all. Um, I just think as those things are simply just plot devices to play with our two leads. But see, then in in that, I just didn't think they just did a very good job of playing with them. It was like. The uh, we said at the end of last season that we thought there was going to become adversarial, right? We kept mm-hmm. talking about that last episode, and your words were that Eve is not that person, right? She stabbed Villanelle, and then it was like, wait a second, I can't do this, mm-hmm. right? And she like immediately tries to like save her life, and then Villanelle disappears. And you're like, yeah. what's going to happen now? And my comment was, well, now I know why it's called Killing Eve because it's going to be become this adversarial like mm. thing. This woman that she. Loved and was infatuated with has stabbed her. Mm. Oh my god, what happens next? Now it didn't need to go down that path necessarily, but that felt exciting and dangerous. And very once you get Villanelle just working with Eve, and I understand that they they do one thing they do really well with Villanelle, really really well throughout the series, is they keep reminding you that she can just do anything at any time. She is capable mm. of killing anyone. But right up until the end of this season, I didn't believe for a second she was ever going to kill Eve. Do you know what I mean? Like it just wasn't on the cards. Sorry, you've given me like Sorry, a lot of different. There was a lot of things there. to think about. I didn't find the Villanelle and Eve relationship to feel dangerous anymore yes. during this season. I and that yeah, was no, a problem. I, I agree. Um, I didn't see that as a problem. Mm. So yeah, so we certainly thought that it was going to be adversarial. Um, it didn't end up going that way, which was fine. I think like having. Eve deal with, yeah, the shock of having in cold blood been so violent towards someone um, and then kind of like feeling herself Mm -hmm. over it I thought was like a really interesting way to take it and being – and her both trying to incorporate that in her real life or thinking that's what she's doing and actually just doing a shit ton of self-sabotage. I didn't mind that exploration of like that's where her journey was going to go. I thought that was cool. Yep. Um, I was in early on. I was fine yeah, with Yeah, and then I think I I agree like the really exciting moments of season one were, were when those ladies were interacting with one another and at any moment Villanelle 
could like jump over that table and just kill her. That yeah. was so exciting. That scene where she came into her house for the <clears throat> oh, first time. So good. Incredible. It's so good. Um, but I think what I found really interesting with this season, I agree that when they were together, I was like, oh, this is just kind of nice. And I didn't believe that Villanelle would hurt her. But I think that's part of it is the fact that like Eve thinks that way as well. And it's, but it's not true. Like it's, it's true in that moment because Villanelle is a sociopath yeah. who is like, huge part of that is her being a fucking narcissist. And so while Eve is her possession, then absolutely Eve is safe. But throughout you have all these people like screaming at Eve being like, yeah, it's cool for now, but she like remember. And she's like, nah, I think I'm pretty sweet. I think I'm pretty sweet. And at the end we realize she's not to take us to that next step. Because Eve is totally lulled into this sense of like, oh, I'm safe, as are we with Eve. And at the end, she's not though because it's fucking Villanelle. And as soon as like Eve proclaims herself to not be a possession, then bam, of course she gets shot. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like the characters have had to forget information or like I do. There was a scene that I, again, appreciate the timing of it because I'm sitting here going... Just frustrated with Eve's lack of not just self-preservation but self-awareness at times. And then there was a scene where she went and spoke to like the guy who's like the psychopath expert. Mm. And he's like, a lot of people times when people come to talk to me, other people they really want to talk about themselves. Yeah. And he does this thing as like, are you how often do you think about it? All the time. And she mm. just flatly like says, like, you know, I want to be with her, I'm obsessed with her, and mm-hmm. I'm my behavior's changing, all this sort of stuff. I was like, cool there is some self-awareness there that's good because i was getting Mm. this feeling that you were just becoming a dummy and that was annoying so this idea that this like addiction or obsession with villanelle has taken over (laughs) totally on board with i guess Mm. but i wish sometimes she'd remember about her mate who got killed last season Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean the whole reason that she stabbed her at the end of the last season was oh yeah she she killed her best friend Mm -hmm. and i just feel like like, characters have had to forget events to get to a point where they're comfortable being around each other like this. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure it's so much forgotten as, like, speaking to just how far into it and into herself and how much she's, like, seeing someone who is such a narcissist and, like, really idolising that way of being is just totally taking that on board. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be a narcissist too. Sure. Like, I'm. this is just the kind of, yeah, she totally idolises that and wants to be it. Um, and like again, the Villanelle and Eve stuff overall is still really strong for mm. me, especially helped by O and Coma, and they are just excellent mm. throughout the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like, yeah, them being together more ended up diluting it rather than adding to it, but that's just me maybe. But yeah, I know mm. this isn't for you what the point of the show is. Yeah. No, I, I just really liked seeing such a toxic relationship. It really spoke to me. I'm like... Yeah, that's that's what it is. Like that's what it feels like. It's all about this seduction and then like yeah, so like the residual stuff that is like the after effects of this long seduction that we get in season 1 is just like rippling out and she's just like she's still yeah, she's still in that seduction. She has been seduced without ever actually seeing who the seducer is, which I really enjoy. I felt like when you talk about toxic relationships and stuff, mm. we were really hit over the head with that sort of stuff this season, though. And the Aaron 
Platt, whatever his name is, character, did not help. I am so bored by him being a part of this show. The psychopath guy, head of the mm. business. Yeah, no, I know he don't matter. Boy, we put there was a lot of time and energy on this guy. And I was like, why are we was here? There? This yes. I don't, I don't so especially that. in the mm. back half of the season, the mm. amount of time that Villanelle spends with him and him watching her on the cameras and him taking her out for dinners and watching her do it and the abuse that he's putting her through and stuff like that. It's like I get it, I get it, I get it. I get it. I do not care about this guy. It's really not that much time. Oh, it felt like forever. It felt like and like the whole investigation mm. is around the murders that are taking your place first, his dad, and then all this sort of stuff. When you say you get it, what do you get? I just, in terms of like, we're talking about these toxic, manipulative relationships, mm-hmm. this psychopath and the controlling nature over people and the need to own people and stuff like that. And you're talking about Villanelle and Eve. Mm. I just needed them to do it. I didn't necessarily need the reflection in him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't need the fake out that Villanelle was going to kill Eve for he, sorry, Villanelle was going to kill Eve for him. And I just. I mean, I don't think that, anyone believed that that was going to happen. But they, that's what the drama was around. I, I, just, mm. I just found that a very weak element of this show this season was there was a lot of talk about that Aaron mm. Corp and like, and this whole talk about this weapon they're building or whatever it is, the weapon he's selling and the data stuff because he's got like social media conglomerates and stuff like that. I was like, I kept waiting for that mm. to become interesting, and it never did. I think, like, yeah, I didn't so much be like, oh, it's you know, and it and it is, but that wasn't like the big reason for it existing to me. Um, was not to be a mirror back of like the controlling, possessive relationship that Villanelle and Eve have necessarily. Um, but I think you know, at the beginning of this season, we do see Villanelle in a much more vulnerable vulnerable position than we ever have before, sure. which I think is important. Sure. And I think like seeing her constantly kind of um sac I guess sacrifice is a weird word, but sacrifice for her relationship or her yeah, her keeping Eve as this possession. Mm-hmm. I think like it does kind of make or made me go, Oh, that's nice. Like it it, it you know, and as Eve would see things like that, I'm like, oh, she's doing this for me. She must really care about me. Uh, and it, yeah, it lulled me into that space as well. Me like, oh, well, she really is wonderful. But I, I guess that's it. I was really enjoying their relationship from afar. Much mm. more interesting when she was like, sends or drops the lip. When she's like, what? She so she's had that thing where they go to the school and she got whatever that thing is that mm. um, Nico's at. Nico's at and Gemma. <laughs> And, like, she's playing this teacher and talking to Gemma and, like, mm-hmm. trying to suggest that she goes for Nico and then drops the lipstick in Eve's bag. That is so much more exciting and interesting to me. Like, the yeah. titillation of that. But and that's, then like, about, like, season the- one. Like, we need to move on from that. Well, we need to go somewhere. Uh, yes. I, I, this is, was my point, though, is that mm. I think season one was so exciting because of that. And mm-hmm. where they gone in season two... I maybe understand that's where the show needs to go. Yeah. I'm just not sure it's nearly as exciting as season one was because of that. Oh, and that's I, a step I down. I agree. Like, yeah. the crush is always more exciting than the mm. actual relationship. I, I totally agree with you there. Um, but, yeah, I don't think I'm as... Disappointed with that. Disappointed. I, I That makes sense to me. And I enjoyed watching the relationship. So, I kind of wish... And maybe, maybe I'm missing something here. Maybe they needed to go further with them being in a relationship then like mm-hmm. um yeah i they were because this season sort of ended with the idea that they were going to go off together mm-hmm. right 
maybe that Bonnie and Clyde thing is what we need to see more because because I guess it's the constraints which would they have to have make this work is the bit that frustrates me as well. I know it's not the point of the show. I understand it's about them, but you've got to look at the structure of the show mm-hmm. and like the framing device. The world they exist in is important, right? Mm-hmm. To me, at least, it is. And so this whole idea. They put a hit on Eve to get Villanelle to come out so that she can ask her to be in a job and they just start start, start working together mm. is really bizarre to me. I don't understand what the logic is that the government or Carolyn as a rogue agent even, her relationship with Constantine is so baffling and weird. I know they're trying to play some weird spy game thing, mm. but it just... Doesn't make sense to me. This whole thing ends like the whole setup of this is right. They send Eve and Villanelle to go to Rome mm-hmm. to go with um, Aaron, mm-hmm. and when he dies, they did exactly what they expected they do because we said don't kill them. Mm-hmm. Right? Question is why? What is the point of that? Why they need that? Why not just put a hit on Aaron and have Vill- pay Villanelle to do it? Because we did that with Eve to get her attention. So why are we what's this why are we playing this game? I don't understand the logic behind it. Yeah, I at I all. Yeah, that's fine. And I think, you know, we have little hints of things like, oh, you know, Eve, it's weird that you don't do any paperwork. And I think we'll probably find some stuff out next season. She was doing that. That was that was true of first season as well. She's <laughs> she is we already knew she was like a side project. She's not officially mm. within the network. I think it's more they're trying to be really cute with it. Like, there's that scene where Carolyn goes to, like, her boss. Mm-hmm. And that's... I can't remember the actress's name. Madam Hooch from uh, yep. from Harry Potter. And that's a really quirky... I did, I did actually didn't like her performance in that scene. I thought Who's that was... performance? Madam Hooch. Oh, okay. I didn't think she was... That was very eccentric for the sake of being eccentric and not really didn't wasn't insightful or didn't give me any sort of anything to grab onto in that we never saw her again what do like you want scene. in that scene i don't understand what you want that's i want it to mean something it doesn't have to mean something in the moment but later it means on something to carolyn though I, I, well that's the thing i don't know enough that carolyn is such a confusing character to me right we see a lot of her this season mm-hmm. but i've found that she, i felt the writing around her has become very caricature quirky, I have no idea what her motivations are, what her ultimate goal is. I got nothing on her. I got nothing. I do not understand that character at all. Even if you're unsure, it's still doing a great job I don't necessarily understand her, like, bigger plan scheme motivations. I don't understand what her motivation is from moment to moment. Yeah, that's fine. But I I understand that she's, like, playing a bigger game. She's, like, the chess player. That is what she does. She needs to be in control all the time. In that scene, in that moment, we realise that, yeah, she is, like, playing a game, but she's not totally in control, even though she might say she is, and she does have to answer to other people. But, yeah, like, I mean, I, I understand who that character is. We I think, and her relationship with Constantine speaks to that quite a bit. They're friendship but also constantly playing one another her total lack of love really towards her son that which not is really probably a the more priority. interesting moment yeah. I, I, that conversation she has about like the distance she keeps from Kenny mm. deliberately is a very interesting one yeah yeah um that's probably the most insightful thing i thought we got out of her all season yeah. but again it's like i don't understand what the 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 other the thing for me as well is it just it comes back to like 
this whatever complex game they're playing, mm. I understand that Eve is obsessed with villain at the moment, but mm-hmm. she's become a real dummy to not be suspect of the way she's being treated by Carolyn. She's got no I don't think perception she's... of like both of them had this like, oh, we were being played moment at, in the last episode. And it's like, well, I don't want my both my lead characters being super no, dummies. No, but the thing is like it's not like, oh my god, I didn't see all these signs around me. That like Eve and Villanelle are constantly told that like there's more going on. Fucking open your eyes, there's more going on. Mm. And the th- that's the thing is that like because they are so obsessed with each other, they have not opened their eyes. And so I think this is like the murky, shitty relationship slash addiction. It's all turning to shit. Their world's falling apart, but they're so obsessed with each other. And now they've had this big fucking breakup. And now next season is going to be something different. Like this is part of the journey. Yeah, I just didn't didn't like this part of the journey. <laughs> like, fine. That, I, yeah, I don't think don't but doubt the don't destination the can be good. I just don't the sky is falling. No, the I don't, You seem to be like. No, think I'm the just sky trying to falling. rationalize why it disappointed me. I just really felt like it was. It kept dropping the ball narratively along the way, because um, I really believe that the the themes are strong. The characters of Eve and Villanelle are strong. The performances are strong. The writing to support the strong ideas mm. isn't there on a dialogue level or on a structured narrative level is what I'm finding I th- I agree with structure. The the dialogue is not as strong as season one, yeah. but that's because they literally had a genius at the helm. Like, she's yeah, so not, fucking good. You, like, you're not wrong. Like, she is unparalleled when it comes to writing fucking dialogue. And I didn't want to outright say that this is just like, we're just missing Phoebe Waller-Bridge, because yeah. it's, surely it's more complicated than that. I'm not, sure that, it it, I'm not sure that it is. Like, yeah. I think she's just incredible. Mm. Um, but, I mean, yes, it certainly wasn't as sharp or as funny as last season. Um, but yeah, it had me giggling in some moments. Um, it did miss a certain level of charm that Phoebe Waller Bridge brings to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed the things they had to say and do with the characters. So cool. yeah. Uh, is there anything particular you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Any moments? Any character stuff? What do you want to bring to the table today? What do I want to bring to the table other than my good looks? Um, stop talking about herself. She's so obsessed with herself. <laughs> I, yeah, I just thought it was really interesting this season um, just to watch how... Oh, there's a few things I want to talk about. Okay. So, <laughs> how out of control Eve is. Mm-hmm. I, I loved watching her fucking destroy everything mm. and become so... So, we've got Eve who's totally out of control... Who keeps talking about how Villanelle is sloppy and oh she's not sloppy, but um, you know, she's kind of this wild child. She's dramatic. She's dramatic. She wants um, attention. Yeah. When really almost like compa- Villanelle, like, she has a process, she always knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Like she's quite a controlled person. Whereas Eve is not. And I loved seeing that kind of like yeah, them playing opposite each other during that. Can you give a specific example? Um, so when Eve goes to what's her name? Gemma's Gemma. house. Yeah, I really like that scene as well. So good. And yeah. she's going through a fucking panty drawer. And I just, I thought I was gonna vomit from just like, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, I just I just loved her, yeah, setting everything on fire. It's beautiful. I like that. That was a really good interesting episode, actually, because there were a few times they made deliberate parallels between what Villanelle and mm. what Eve was doing. Because the start of the episode, 
Villanelle goes into Eve's home and like starts messing with things, CDs putting stuff. stuff in the salt thing and mm. messing the CDs around and like using her toothbrush and stuff like that. Yeah. And like she does it like an assassin would very well and like it does not get caught and mm. you know is out of there. And then controlled Eve- but having fun. Right. Mm. Whereas Eve is in a very similar thing, but it's much more impulsive, not planned it's at all. purely like led she, by emotion. Exactly. And, she gets yeah. caught in the act and then has to deal with that moment, <laughs> um, which is a great scene. I really like that. In fact, in a lot of ways, I did like the Nico stuff this season. Mm. Um, their marriage and their relationship is a very complicated thing. It's not black and white simple. And you do believe they love each other on some level, but it's nothing compared to the desire that Eve obviously has for Villanelle. Mm. But there is that's not to say that she doesn't love Nico. It's just that it's not a priority anymore. Yeah, I just think that Eve has come to know something else about herself. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so seeing herself through Nico's eyes just doesn't make any sense anymore. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm not that person. And so then when she tries to show him that other side, she's like, well, this is actually who I am now. And like, yeah, the next morning she feels free. She's like, oh, finally, you know, Nico's going to see me the way that I, you know, believe myself to be. And he's just like, nope, (laughs) I don't want it. Like, that's absolutely not what I want. Yeah. No, that was was interesting. It was a great moment. It was a great moment and it was... Like, the lead up to that, the start of the episode where Eve comes home and, like, he's found out about her stabbing <clears throat> Villanelle and stuff mm. was really well played. Villanelle being outside and watching and that oh. was it was a cool, it was a very cool and exciting I opening love to that episode. Villanelle went to see Nico. Yeah. So, she cool. approaches her, approaches him. Hey, Brad, what's the, my screensaver on my phone? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's literally Villanelle, Villanelle from that in scene. her sexy Oxford fucking professor outfit. Mm, 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 mm. So good. Is it worth telling the listeners that used to be a picture of your girlfriend? Oh, yeah. My girlfriend's seen it and she's not impressed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, oh, we had to talk about it. Wow. It's fine. This is a real Nico uh, <laughs> Eve relationship going on here, isn't there? Exactly. Look, I didn't want to say it, but yes, my girlfriend's Nico. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's over. <laughs> no, no, no. So you're not really with her. When you're with her. Exactly. <laughs> the giant poster of Villanelle above the bed <laughs> might have given it away. Yeah. I'm understanding why you enjoyed this season more than I did now. <laughs> um, but then, okay, well, let, let's talk about Villanelle and Nico then. Very, um, geez, she's not messing around when she's just going up to him and sort of stating her intentions <clears> with <throat> him. I loved it. Yeah? I loved that so hard. Because I just like... Because she's such a butch daddy and I really appreciate her just like pissing on him and being like, good luck. Yeah. Good luck, motherfucker. Like it, it filled me with a sort of gay happiness that can't be described. Sure. Okay. It was. I mean, because she's just so like strong and powerful and she does not give a fuck. And she's like, yeah, I don't care about you. At all. She's my girl. The way she like describes Eve as like hers, my girl or mm-hmm. our girl or whatever it is, just that does it for me. Absolutely does it for me. Um, mm. uh, <laughs> so the end of this season or one of the developments in the last episode oh! <laughs> is that Bill and Elle has killed Gemma. 
Snaps. <laughs> snaps. Snaps. <laughs> snaps. That's fucking. That was. So they're in the storage container thing. Yeah. Oh, and you're like, oh, you're fucked. Because you know, you, I mean, I was pretty comfortable that she wasn't going to kill Nico because, yeah, Eve would never forgive her. But I was like, oh, I really. Once again, I was fooled. I'm like, I really don't think she's going to kill Gemma. I just didn't think she would. I thought she'd just scare the shit out of them and then leave. <sighs> What's interesting about the way, something I did like about how the mm. show did this is they just kind of, they end in that like, she's like approaching with a knife and like was, sit down, right? Yeah. And then we just didn't see them for like an episode. We just forgot about them. Mm. We didn't go back to them until the reveal that they were in. No, the- no, but it wasn't just like, just sit down though. She's like, she asks Gemma if she was in love with him. Oh, And then sorry. Villanelle yes, yes, goes yes, like, yes. Oh, yeah, you're right. damn, it was so close to letting you get That's away. That's right. Yeah. And then you we You should have away. picked Gemma, Nico, yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck. Sure. But still, it was funny how, because you didn't see it. And it's, it's funny about this show. You know what's interesting about this show, actually, is that it's surprisingly not graphic. Like, for all the horrible, horrible yeah. ways that people that die and stuff. That scene feels very graphic, though. The thing was it was off camera i know but it feels very great sure but it's like it toes that line Mm -hmm. it could very well be way grosser yeah way more explicit with its violence and its sex and it's often very not Mm -hmm. like we've had a couple of people die with their feet just sticking out underneath a car or a bus or um there was someone else that did that as well i think carolyn talked about like imagine it's just like the wicked witch of the east sort of situation as well um like that things happen like off screen people react Mm -hmm. to them but we don't really see them and that's true of the Gemma situation. So, yes, we saw them, you know, I was this close to letting you go. Yeah. And then we cut away. I didn't and then, think she would have killed her like that. Well, that's the thing. We Ooh. just kind of, like, forgot about it mm-hmm. and came back to it way later and went, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm interested to, to find out how exactly that went about. Because she would have been like... She knocked out Nico and then... Oh, she knocked him out. Okay. he was Because he wondering. woke up in the thing. Mm. So, like, I imagine he's gone to get in the way. She's like... Taken him out and then mm. played with He's her. He's fucked. Yeah. Like a woman that he, he left, left his wife mm. staying in this woman's house. Mm. They're in his storage container and she's been fucking strangled. How the fuck are you going to get out of that one? Um, like, um, an assassin. You'd um, hope that... That doesn't exist. You'd um, hope that her connection to Eve, his connection with Eve would help and the fact that they've been working since... I suppose it's off the books, though, so maybe yeah, not. Yeah, maybe they don't want to acknowledge Ooh, that Villanelle exists. I like that idea. Yeah, I that think would, he might be fucked. That would be interesting. Nico was... Hmm, interesting. And so Eve has destroyed Nico's life. Uh, well, we, let's talk about the ending then for a second. The, mm-hmm. the final moments. Eve oh. has been... Has killed... Fuck. Whatever his name is. I love that scene. Yeah. Just the pure glee on Villanelle's face. Yeah. As she's telling her, you've got to do it. You've got to kill him. You've mm-hmm. got to do it. And it was it's just a weird experience to be like watching that scene. Be like, yeah, Eve, you've got to do it. Kill him. Kill him. Like I was yelling, kill him at the TV. <laughs> and it was it was and it was a beautiful romantic moment. Romantic moment. I was like, yeah. I was like, now you guys are forever united. I was happy about it because it meant they were like cemented their relationship. And then you found out. Villanelle, you've played us again. Mm. Do you... Okay. It's interesting because I... As much as that moment has been building for a long time, this idea of like 
Eve toying with the idea or of killing people or that she's been tiptoeing mm. that line, that obsession. Like, she did stab Villanelle at the end of last season. Yeah. It, didn't re- it never really felt like it was outside her abilities. This guy is a monster. Uh, it Like, they were really in big trouble if he didn't die. I didn't feel that the gravity of it was that big after she'd already stabbed somebody last year. I mean, I think... Eve was playing a bit of a game with herself, thinking that she's this badass. Yeah. Um, and she's like, and when you first see her, like, just whack him in the back and then, like, walk away and be like, fuck, I don't actually know what I'm doing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm an actual person <laughs> with actual emotions that are all rushing at me right now. And Villanelle obviously doesn't have that reaction yeah. at all to anything. So, I think in that moment she's like there's a real contrast between you know who Villanelle is and who Eve is and so she's in like panic stations and so like yeah it's not like graphics and we don't see like repeated like her smashing the skull but that was a very visceral death sure that was really fucking brutal yeah and having yeah Eve's face be so full of terror and horror and then Villanelle's like yeah, face full of glee. Like, that felt, like, pretty fucking big to me, the fact that she killed someone so goddamn brutally. Like, when you look at Eve, yeah, she stabbed someone last time, but she immediately regretted it. Sure, that's <laughs> and true. And tried to, like, help save her. Yeah. Yeah, and I did really enjoy, like, the aftermath, the walking out of there. The, Just in shock. The and shock and <clears throat> the, the walk and talk with Villanelle. Villanelle looking after her. Ooh, that also did it for me. Ah. <sighs> Mm. Uh, how did you feel? Well, let's get to the ending. That there's sort of Eve has sort of come to her senses and is like, I, we, we can't be Bonnie and Clyde. What do you think was going to happen? I'm mm. going home. Villanelle's been telling herself and Constantine for a long time now that her and Eve are the same. This is demonstrably not true. It would seem. And yet Eve is like, oh, I'm like you now. Like you can't control me. Like. Eve, that's not what's happening. Mm. That's absolutely not what's happening. Um, and so, as Eve starts to walk away, Villanelle shoots her. Mm. Uh, and that's the With a basic, cute tiny gun. With pew, a pew. cute tiny gun and starts walking away. Uh, how do you feel about that ending? Um, shock, do you... I'm personally not left feeling quite the cliffhanger excitement that I did at the end of last season. I mean, no. Last season, I was like... What happens Aghast now? and just yeah. being like, oh my God. But that's just because also I didn't expect Eve. Killing Eve to be a thing. Sure. Like just simply the show itself. And I smashed through it in a day because I'm sure. like, this is amazing. Um, I, we, I don't think either of us expected Eve to stab Villanelle at the time as well. No, Whereas no, Villanelle no. shooting Eve, which what I was saying earlier was like, <laughs> I never felt like she was in danger. Mm. This it was an obvious point where it's yeah, like, Yeah, as oh. soon as Eve's like, no boundaries, yeah, Villanelle's yeah. going to be like, uh, fuck you. Yeah. Um, I think it was like made it made sense for that to happen. Totally, yeah. And I think like it was like okay, that, well, yeah, that was the journey we were going on. Um, so yeah, I think it's a great place to end it, and I think it's going to be a good jumping off point for next season. Um, yeah, I'll be interested to know where yeah, we no, are I was next happy season. We sort of just split them up again. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know because now it will be adversarial. Will it? Will it though? Will it or will? There be this feeling of like, oh, I didn't kill you. I guess we're even now. You stabbed me. I shot you. And like, I don't necessarily believe it is going to be adversarial. 
I thought it was going to be adversarial last season. I'm mm. not sure anymore that that's true. Um, what why, what I, gives you confidence that that's where we're at now? Um, because I think that, yeah, so Eve has always been a possession of Villanelle. Um, and so she, yeah, she justified saying, oh, it, you know, it means that she loves me or that we're similar or whatever. Whereas if Villanelle doesn't have the fascination of Eve. Sure. Eve has no purpose for her. Sure. Um, so I think, yeah, if Eve then goes after her, which I think she probably will if shit's happened to Nico. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think it's going to be a cat and mouse, but perhaps um, a reversal. Who knows? But yeah, I think it'll certainly be adversarial. How do you feel about the return of Constantine? Didn't need it. I mean, Villanelle needs someone sure. to talk to. I understand that. She only had one option. Yeah. And she killed him, we thought, at the end of the last season. Yeah. It doesn't ne- doesn't necessarily bother me that he like lived. That's fine. <laughs> it was a weird. It was like, I'm glad the show didn't make a big deal of it. It's yeah. just like, ugh. Yeah. But I would have liked more, but maybe we'll find out more next season. I don't know. But I, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed their... Um, I, I like him. I like his character and I've always liked their relationships yeah. in season I, one. I mean, yeah, one of my favourite bits was when, you know, they met up again and she gave him a big hug and then she's talking about her new handler. Yeah, and yeah. And just talking about how amazing he was. I, like, I, like, they always make me chuckle together. No, so that's that, nice. that stuff I really enjoyed as well. But again, I'm just left scratching my head as to what is his role, relationship. I don't understand. Yeah. I um, think it might be bigger picture stuff, but who knows? I don't know if there really is a bigger picture. That's my problem. Or whatever the bigger picture is, is going to be dumb. Um, what about Hugo? He's a new character. The super flirty guy that mm. works with Eve. How did you feel about his inclusion? I mean, there wasn't much to him. He just ended up sort of being a... A vessel. A vessel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually, that's something I do want to talk about. Sorry. Better conversation. Can I answer first and then you can no. do, do that? Yeah, go for it. Um, I wasn't going to let you say no anyway. Um, I mean, I... I am not the villainelle in this relationship. <laughs> go on. No, of course you're not. <laughs> Who ever thought you would be the villainelle in this relationship? I never said I thought it. I'm just stating the obvious. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was like, fuck this guy. Fuck off. Um, and then I, I thought... Like, Eve, you're better than this. <laughs> exactly. Come on. Um, and, and then like, yeah, obviously when Eve is like, feeling herself when she like almost cheats on Nico with him. Like they almost have a bit of a kiss. Yeah. yeah. Just cause yeah, she's like, yeah, like I said, set the, fu- set the world on fire mode. So he's a good little, um, yeah. Way to kind of demonstrate that. And then obviously we get to the fun stuff, the sexy time stuff. Well, that's actually what I was going to say is again, we're talking about how not graphic this show is. With violence, it's also not particularly graphic with sex at all. Mm-mm. We never see sex. We It's implied, it's talked about, we see before and afters, mm-hmm. but really no sexy times whatsoever or any indication of what that looks like or is like, um, any sort of reality. That's an interesting thing about this show too. Do you think that's a something that's missing? Is it something you could do with more of? There's something that doesn't matter? No, I liked, um, much like the the violence is kind of like, so it's like implied violence or the build up to the violence yeah. is like where the really good stuff is. It's same with the sex stuff, just like having Villanelle like kind of seduce Eve over the microphone mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, 
I was like, oh, that's fucking good stuff. Yeah. That is some good Better stuff. Better than when they're in a room together. Do I want her talking to me in my ringtone? Absolutely. <laughs> Just the breathing. <laughs> yeah. Be great. No, it can't be your ringtone. That'd be... I mean, I wouldn't use it in my, as my ringtone, but it'd certainly be on my <laughs> you phone. You can just save things to your phone. It's fine. Okay. Just to put in iTunes. No, I want to be in the middle of a like, peak hour tram and that start playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are they psychically linked, these two? I mean, all lesbians are psychically linked. Is that, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize yeah. that. Because it would be, be nice to know that because the scene Sorry, queer where women because they're definitely bisexual. It's yeah. just, it's good to know. It would be good to know that beforehand because there are multiple scenes where they seem to know exactly where the other person is mm-hmm. or that the other person's in danger mm-hmm. or that they're behind a door. Mm-hmm. What is, what? We're like dogs. We know shit. Oh, okay. Oh, Duh. Just, what? No one told me. This didn't come up in sex ed, all right? <laughs> Jeez. That's because you don't learn about female sexuality in sex ed. That's, oh, <laughs> sorry. Is this what the Safe Schools program is all about? Just so you know, lesbians They, they just have, play Killing Eve. Yeah. Play, <laughs> that's what... Well, you know what? All of a sudden it makes sense. What did you think about the second episode where Villanelle is feeling a little under the weather and gets uh, kidnapped by... Yeah. I thought we were spinning our wheels. The Mighty Boosh. Yeah, I felt that way as well. Oh, I'm like, come I did, on. did not make the connection as to who that was. Thank you. No, you're, you're welcome. Right. Yeah. You're so welcome. I was like, I know this actor, but I don't know what from. Oh, it's my <laughs> bush. Um, yeah, no, I felt it was a bit of like, we're just spinning our wheels. It was just like, mm-hmm. this is just a way to keep Villanelle out of the plot for a little bit so yeah. that Eve can be concentrating on this other assassin, mm. basically. Yeah, I thought it was, yeah, one, good to see that she's like, she's not, she's not totally invulnerable. Like, she... You know, there is danger to her and we also have the introduction of her new handler who was a very violent man apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I thought that was like a good element. Did I need an entire episode to demonstrate that to me? No, I didn't. And I, I felt the same way that we were spinning our wheels a bit. Yeah. Yeah. The idea that she was struggling a little bit was you know, like even in the supermarket, mm-hmm. like just tr- like she's because she's all br- like bruised yeah. and grazed and stuff like that. The thing that normally works for her, we talked about this again last season, was that like so many assumptions are made about her just because she's an attractive lady. Mm-hmm. She wasn't going, she didn't, wasn't dressed nicely. She yeah. was cut up and like mm-hmm. people approached her very differently in that moment and it did make her more vulnerable than yes. she normally would be, and less it, yeah, dangerous. Once again, it did soften my heart to the old Villanelle, which, you know, helped. Did it? Yes. Why? Cause I just I just like a bad girl with a golden heart, broad. Golden I, heart. And I'm just like. Uh, what was the golden heart bit? Oh, just that she can be hurt too. Oh, I see. You know, I'm just like, oh, I, I just wanted to pick her up and look after her. This sociopath that would slit my throat in a second. Like it just yeah, makes me start thinking about her as a person when I shouldn't. Yeah. Mm. You know, another bit I actually liked with Villanelle, I, like for me, Villa, like I understand you're talking about like the obsession and stuff that um, Eve has and like that she's intoxicated by um, Villanelle and that sort of drives all her decision making to the world's burning because that's what her goal is, right? Mm. I personally was m- more interested in sort of the stuff we do with Villanelle. She's, it, she's hard to be surprising because she literally has been set up and is constantly reminded that she can just do anything at any moment. Mm-hmm. But there was a bit I liked where she was in the AA meeting mm-hmm. the first time. Mm-hmm. And like normally in a social situation, she's just able to bullshit her way through and it's no problem whatsoever. People will eat it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly because they're sort of usually egomaniacs and want to believe 
whatever you know she's putting yeah. out there. In this scenario, she tells this sob story and everyone in the room calls her out and says, we can bullshit. see through your bullshit. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's good to see a scenario where Villanelle isn't instantly sort of, you know, great at mm-hmm. this thing. I really liked that. I thought that was a, just a good moment to see her failing a little bit, see her frustrated, see her learning as well. Um, that was a good, that yeah, was a good no, episode. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think, yeah, I really enjoyed her AA stuff. And, yeah, it was really interesting to see, yeah, people who were prepared to hear bullshit. Yeah. But see very clearly that she's playing people. Absolutely. Yeah, oops, good little element there, yeah. Um, and just overall, Jodie Comer is asked to do so much in this show mm-hmm. when it comes to accent work and stuff and drop in and out of accents on a whim and like... Play these different characters and stuff. She's very, 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 very Amazing. good. Very good. Did you have any favorite kills this season? Obviously, the axe at the end. Uh, yeah, the axe was great. I really enjoyed when she killed that kid in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, Death is her gift. Yeah, I I particularly loved in that scene when um well not in that scene but when she's like hanging out with him and stuff and he's like yeah my parents died or whatever and she's like that's not helpful to me. I just thought that. That made me laugh so, so much. Um, hmm, what other kills did we have? I like the elevator one. It's silly, but I loved it. It is very silly. But I like it when she's having so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, me mm. too. Yeah. The elevator one was good. The one in the car wash was good. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, just, I thought I was like, in terms of a practical kill, that's a pretty good place to kill somebody. That's true. Like noisy, busy, mm. no one's around. No one can really see what's going on. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I liked the one in Amsterdam. As well, mm. where she like, I thought that was pretty insane. Very insane, very insane. And these American tourists are just filming it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. While the wife watches, that was great. That <laughs> moment where you're like, oh, she played. She, That's when I thought thing. I was getting ready for gore. I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna watch guts be spilled the, out. I didn't. Exactly it was my just point. A tiny slip, it was yeah. surprisingly not gory. That's what mm. I mean. It's like that could have been disgusting. Yeah, and it was pretty tame. Mm. I can see why everyone was like, oh, yeah, I can just take photos of this and not, oh, my God, his intestines are on the floor. Mm. Any last words? Final thoughts. That's why you always leave a note. Do you have any side notes to mask? Um, I already mentioned the that's not useful to me yep. joke that really made me lull. Which is a, which is a follow-up to your favourite line from last season, which was the one where... Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. He's like, I have kids. He's like, I don't want your kids. <laughs> oh, it still gets me. It's, just, it's a great response. Be Woolabridge. Um, I know it was obvious and silly, but I liked it when she told that Instagram person to get a life. Like, she was just so like, wow. Oh, I like that too. Yeah, I really it was enjoyed a, it that. It was a great moment. Um, it's like, yeah, it's like, can I take a photo? like, absolutely not. No. <laughs> get, a real, get a real life or a little job or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I really like that too. <laughs> it just made me giggle. Um, what else we got? I thought the Gemma death was very surprising and awesome. Yep. Um, I like the opening shot of the season with, I think it's a full, oh, I'm trying to think now, or just the opening in general where we find Eve in Villanelle's apartment mm-hmm. and then like going up and down the stairs and like those people are coming, you're like, who is this? And it mm. turns out to be part of the 12 or whatever and like Eve having to escape and stuff. That was quite exciting mm. and cool. I love Villanelle's um, kid pajamas in the hospital. Yes. I tried to hunt them down, but they don't actually exist. Oh. They gave a few out as like a promo thing, but it was only in America and obviously I missed it. But if anyone knows where I can get some of those the somehow. Sh- the shot of her like doing like the shh. 
so good. In, the, in that stuff is is very cool. That mm-hmm. was one of the promo photos getting around for the season. It is yeah. great. It's very, very villainella. I like it a lot. There was oh, a- the the scene uh, of them between the, with the door in between them. Mm-hmm. I very much enjoyed that. Very much enjoyed the it. The telepathy scene where yeah. they yeah yep mm-hmm. lesbian telepathy, which it is doesn't a thing. make sense that she gets out and it, that they can't find them. But it was, I was, it was just spoke exactly to the fact that they are just fucking hooked. Yeah. Mm. But it, for me, again, it's just like, it's so much more exciting when there is a barrier there. And there was. Once, it was called a door. Yeah, but that's what I mean. What more do you want? That's what I'm saying. That was better than oh, when <laughs> there, was, there suddenly wasn't a door and they were just hanging out. Yeah. I don't know. Just, yeah, I know, I know. I understand what you're saying. That's where they need to go. Just didn't stop being as exciting, didn't it? Oh, um, no, sweetie. It's hard. It, <laughs> there was a scene, the bit where Villanelle comes to Eve's place and mm. they've like having, she's going to kill her that and she dress. like takes the pills. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool dress. Mm. And she's like having the pills, she's like it's arsenic, it's arsenic and she's laughing. I was like, that's a great scene. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, so are you going to work for me? Whatever. She's not expensive. And they go to leave and they're like get in the car to drive off to whatever they're going to do. And there's a bit where they leave where Villanelle says to Eve, hey, you've left the door open. Mm. What was that about? Am I missing something there? Was that just a thing about how Eve is so distracted by Villanelle being there that she's just like forgetting basic things? Or I was waiting for that to be something. Or like, yeah, a callback or... Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was waiting for it to be something. I hadn't thought about it again. Um, yeah, maybe it was just speaking to how distracted she was and how Eve kind of was like letting go of kind of that sense of security that, you know, normal people generally have. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. just that, like, lack of, like, danger mm. sense was going Nothing going. really matters anymore because I'm at the next level of danger. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I maybe. I, yeah, I, I was trying, I was like, I was, marked as going, take note of that. There's something about mm. that and it didn't eventually wait. There was an ending of an episode as well that was a bit weird to me until the next one started where Villanelle goes to the kebab shop and then mm, the two the women walk in and like, she's looking at them and then she follows them and then makes a bunch of noise to scare them and then shows up and they're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Do you want to come with me? And, and she just smiles as they're walking up. I'm like, what the fuck was that? And the next episode when they're in the house, I was like, oh, I get Which it now. Which also made me laugh so hard when she like can't remember their name yeah, or that yeah. girl's name and she walks out and then Eva's just like, what the fuck? And then that other girl walks yeah. out. I was just like, so well played. Because she would have known, right, that Eve was coming over Oh, no, no, day. no. No, it was perfect. Oh, amazing. What game? I uh, was just like, thank you for the the sex. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> you're very welcome. Uh, they were playing Dixit at uh, Aaron Peel's house or whatever it was. Have you played Dixit before? Uh, we had it at our house. Yeah, so yeah we, we would have played. It's a cool yeah. game. It was, it was just cool. I was like, oh, I haven't seen Dix- Dixit in the show before. It's doing any love. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Dixit. Let's talk about... No, we'll do that a little bit later. Favourite and least favourite episodes. What was your least favourite episode, Damascus? Uh, yeah, episode two. This is what you get. Um, uh, yeah, I thought it was good to kind of show us an, another side to Villanelle. Mm. Um, but yeah, I didn't need a whole episode. And I just like, I wanted us to get to that next place. Like I was excited for the season to have started. I just wanted to get to the really good bits. Um, so yeah, I was I was just frustrated because I wanted it now. Mm. What about you? My least favorite episode is episode eight, Your Mine. Mm-hmm. And it's not because there are high highs in that episode, definitely, particularly once they get to the killing of the handler or whatever, right? Like, that ending stuff is quite good. Mm. The build-up to that with... There's a lot... There's a bit where Carolyn basically does, like, a villain-like 
like monologue at Eve saying how like when she lays it out that you did exactly what I wanted you to do. Mm. I found that really boring and like so it just it, they reduced Carol into a character that I just found so much less interesting in that scene. There's a lot of Eve and Villanelle together, which again, as I've said, has been less exciting for me overall. It's become less sexy and less fun. Um, and then again, it's a lot of Aaron Peel at the start. Of, I don't know. I was just I love like, that he's about had about seventeen different names. Uh, it's Aaron Peel. I've double checked now. <laughs> you've you've called him Platt. You've called uh, him a Pratt million. and Platt, and it was Peel the entire time. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I finally saw it in my notes. I was like, oh, that's it. Love it. Uh, but yeah, like. I was at a point where I was like frustrated with the show and I'm frustrated with that some dumb things that are happening. Characters are acting silly or dumb or have no... Like, again, I understand the... We've talked about this already. Moving on. I didn't like that episode. Favourite episode, Damask? Episode eight. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Um, Yeah, I really enjoyed... um, Yeah, where they were in their relationship at that point. Okay. Um, I love that we were pushed to the edge. Um, I loved watching Villanelle sacrifice not only when she killed Aaron, but then again outside with Constantine. She's like, no, I'm not leaving her behind. I was like, yes, you go, girl. Only then um, to really kind of be reminded of her true colours at the end when Eve declares herself no longer a possession, Mm -hmm. um, that she has allowed herself to become at the end. And we see the two ladies have a pretty harsh breakup. Cool. Mm. Uh, my favorite episode is episode six. I hope you like Missionary, uh, which has that killer opening when Eve comes home and Nico mm-hmm. has been in contact with Villanelle. Um, and also, great line. Which one? The title of the episode. Oh, I hope you like Missionary. I do Burn. actually. Uh, there's that great scene where she goes over to Gemma's house, which mm. I really liked as well. The bit with Villanelle in the AA meeting is really good as well. Mm-hmm. Um and then that awesome scene where things are going to shit with the plan to get with um, Peel's sister. And so she just resorts to killing the woman that's in the way mm. and throws her under a bus quite literally. And, oh, Villanelle, when will you learn? Uh, yeah, and that's that <laughs> moment of just like Eve just staying there and watching it happen. Like a puppy that can't be trained. Adorable. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was a very, very good episode. Uh, yeah. Predictions, hopes, or concerns, Damask? Um, predictions. Uh, Nico will be in trouble. Yeah, I like that prediction. Um, Eve will be most upset by that because mm-hmm. um, she'll know her part in bringing Villanelle into their lives. She'll be quite angry. Um, I'll be interested to find out then how she aligns with Caroline. I think we need more information there. Um, and then where – I guess I need to know where everyone's going to fit sure. now that it's all gone down before I can make any kind of predictions. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how the Caroline stuff goes. I'd like some clarity on that of some to some description. Just some idea of what this spy game is they're playing just mm-hmm. so I can – Wrap my head around what the goals are here, but you need um, to orient, orientate, orient, just a little bit, yeah. just something there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do you have any predictions on what's going to happen? Like we leave this season with Eve lying on the ground in Rome mm-hmm. and Villanelle walking away. What do you think is going to happen there? How is she getting out of this one? Um, uh, Villanelle runs away, and. Um, 
Eve is theoretically dead here. Obviously not. Yeah. But. I'm interested because I mean, like, they just seem called the... killed Eve instead of killing yeah. Eve, and it was. I'm so pr- yeah. So they seem to be, from what we can tell, in a pretty abandoned space, mm-hmm. right? Um. So perhaps there's a call made by Villanelle, being like, "Whoopsie, Constantine did it again. <laughs> My bad." <laughs> um, I'm not sure, but it, you know, she's gonna live because Sam goes in the next season. I have a guess. Mm. My guess is that they have been followed. Mm-hmm. By Kenny, and that Kenny's going to save Eve because oh, so we cute. know that he's there, even though we haven't mm. seen him. Carolyn says he's part of the cleanup team. He tried to clue her in on that this mm-hmm. was not going to go the way she thought it was. Um, so we know he's around, and we know he cares about Eve. Best friends. Yeah. Best so my friends. guess is that like he has been like worried about her, mm. has followed them, caught eye of them at some stage when they left hotel or whatever it might be, has followed them through and is like being just out of sight and once Villanelle's out, he's going to run in and save Eve, is mm. my guess. That's, I like that. I like that he, if he like does actually have the potential to be an amazing spy like his mother, it just so happens that he's also got a wonderfully soft heart. Mm. That'd that's be beautiful. interesting. Mm. Uh, I think that's it. Thank, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Hunting Seasons. You can find more of what we do via our website, huntingseasonspodcast.com. Our logo and design work comes from Sean Kirkpatrick, a.k.a. at Draws. Our theme song and bumpers come from Lucas Heil of Birthday Loyalty Club. Find links to their work in our show notes. You can also find myself, Broderick Gordis, on Twitter at bgordis, B-G-O-R-D-E-S, Damask. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at maskymoo, M-A-S-K-Y-M-O-O. Next episode... Uh, well, the next episode that you get in your podcast feed, if you subscribe, will be an off-topic, hot-topic episode. The next review episode, we'll be back to discuss Good Omens. I want to say season one, but it's possibly a one-and-done mm. miniseries anyway. That's also possibly not, because these things seem to always get multiple seasons if they're popular. So let's say season one. In the meantime, thank you again for listening. We will see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Good night, everybody. And so, 